I was been supposed to change up. I was been supposed to fold all this pressure. I was been supposed to change up. Nigga, what would I look like? I come from the hood. I represent the only way up. At the hustle, boy, I'm trying to touch the toy. I'm trying to fuck these LA streets. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And, man, you know, ah, it was uh, it was tough, man. It was it was a tough weekend for the kid, man. It was there was some high highs and some low lows, man. Uh Let's let's just let's just start it off. Uh people that listen to my for people that know me and that listen to my uh college basketball special or Marsh Madness special, you know that I picked North Carolina to win it all. And if you know me, you know that I'm a huge North Carolina fan. North Carolina has been my team since birth. Most of my family on my father's side live or from North Carolina, so I'm a North Carolina fan. So you can understand the hurt that I experienced when Auburn Blew us off the gat. They blew us off the court. I think we lost ninety-seven to eighty. Auburn couldn't couldn't miss, man. Auburn could not miss from three. They hit damn near twenty threes on us, man. <laughs> ah, man. You know what? Let me let me let me play something for my North Carolina Tar Heels. How do I oh, say God. goodbye to what we had? The good time that made us. All right, all right, let me cut that off. Let me cut that off before we get clapped. And on the other hand, though, <laughs> yesterday, the Duke Blue Devils. Lost to the Michigan State Spartans, sixty-seven to sixty-eight. You know, I look. I understand about ratings. I I know that, you know, the Final Four ratings are going to take a hit because Zion isn't in it, or there isn't really a blue blood in the Final Four. I understand the NBA is going to take a ratings hit in the playoffs because LeBron's not going to be in it. But I'm happy, man. And look, I'm I'm very uh, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a journalist. I'm a person that has a podcast. Uh, this is the unpopular podcast. I I give my unpopular opinions. I give my opinions about things. So there's times when I'm not going to be objective at all. <laughs> I was happy as hell that Duke lost because I'm a North Carolina fan. If you remember, I had North Carolina Duke in the in the national championship, and I had North Carolina winning. At the end of the day, I had Duke winning. I mean, Duke losing at some point. Unfortunately, my North Carolina Tar Heels had to take an unexpected L. At least unexpected for me. But if Duke lost too. I'm gonna be all right. You know that's how fans are. That that's how fans are. You know, like like Redskins fans. Oh man, I don't. Redskins are trash. I'm. I, hey, I don't. We can go owing anything. We we can go two and two and what fourteen. Those two better be Cowboys wins. I'm a North Carolina fan. 
We we better be. I don't care if we lose every game. We better beat Duke twice and beat them in the uh, ACC tournament. I'm a. I'm a. <laughs> you know it's it, <laughs> it's funny, man. I was watching the game, and. Duke went on this massive run in the second half. I'm like, dude, I think they went on like a 21 to 4 run. I said, yo, here it goes again, man. Everybody was hitting. RJ Barrett was hitting. Zion was hitting. Cam was hitting. I was like, God damn it, bro. Here it comes. And then the the defense of Michigan State pulled through. Uh Cassius was hitting. Everybody was hitting. They hit the they hit the game winning three. That pretty much sealed it. R.J. Barrett uh, went one and one at the free throw line, which definitely sealed the deal. Uh, hey, man, Duke's out. Duke is out. Duke is out. Now, we all know Zion's going to the league. We know uh, R.J. Barrett's going to the league. We know Cam Reddish going to the league. We know uh, Trey Jones is going to the league. But as of right now, Duke is gone. So it's North Carolina, but Duke is gone. But let's look at let's look at the final four teams for a second, because clearly in the in my college uh, March Madness special, I didn't expect this to be the final four. So let's just talk about it a little bit. So you have Auburn, who became the first team to pretty much dethrone three of the top five most winningest programs in March, which is Kansas, North. Oh. North Carolina, and they beat Kentucky yesterday, 77-71. to 71. Michigan State, like I said, they beat Duke, 68-67. to 67. UAV won in a nail-biter against Purdue in overtime, thanks to a last-second floater by, I forgot homeboy's name, it's kind of like French or something. But he had a last-second floater that sent it to overtime, and then... Uh, was it Carson Edwards? He he was he was hooping. I think he had like forty two points that game. And Texas Tech, Texas Tech for beating Gonzaga. You know it's funny. It's uh, you're gonna see a lot of analysts today, and you know until the the next game is played and saying, oh we knew Texas Tech was this good, or we knew that Michigan State was was probably the team to beat, or we knew that Auburn was going to be great and was going to be was going to make a deep run. No, they didn't. Nobody thought, except unless you went to Auburn or unless you went to Texas Tech, nobody thought they were going to make it to the Final Four. Nobody thought all Texas Tech was going to beat. Michigan, nobody thought Texas Tech was going to beat Gonzaga. Nobody thought Auburn, including myself, was going to beat Kansas. I didn't think they were going to beat North Carolina. I definitely didn't think they were going to beat Kentucky. And if everybody thought Michigan State was so good, they wouldn't have been a two seed. In Duke's bracket, or Duke's region. So... All these, oh, I knew, can miss me with all that. <laughs> but here we are. UAV will be playing 
Auburn. And Texas Tech will be playing Michigan State. And, it's, and, and from what I've seen, Texas Tech has made me a believer. And Auburn has made me a believer. I also have a little bit of I don't want to root for an ACC team. Especially an ACC team that beat us as in North Carolina twice this year. But the Texas Texas Tech has they're long, they're athletic, they're great defense. Well, they're not the they're great defenders. Whatever, I'm not gonna take away from. Them. They're great defenders, and they they've been scoring. They've been scoring at will. They 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 scored at will against Gonzaga, and Gonzaga is one of the best defensive teams in the country, or was one of the best defensive teams in the country. Yes, Michigan State beat Duke, and Michigan State is a tough team. Man, I, I, I give all the respects and props to Michigan State. Their coach is great, Tom Izzo. They they keep losing player after player, and they're still here. They're still solid enough to be in the Final Four. And I thought, see, I knew... I knew that Duke was going to lose. I'm not just saying this because I'm a North Carolina fan, but I knew I didn't think Duke was going to win because they didn't have enough shooting. Zion's not the best shooting shooter, and Duke, out of all the tournament teams, Duke was the worst three-point shooting team, and it showed yesterday. If Cam Reddish isn't hitting, if R.J. Baird isn't hitting, and if uh, Trey, Trey Jones isn't hitting, they're not hitting, period. And that's that's what you saw in the second half after that huge run. So I knew that Duke wasn't gonna. I, I thought and I, I had an assumption that Duke was not gonna make it to the final. I mean, make it to the championship. Or not, let me not say that because I had Duke in the championship against North Carolina. I knew they weren't gonna win because you need shooting. And Michigan State exploited that towards the end. Of course, like I said, R.J. Barrett missed that last-second free throw. But Texas Tech doesn't really have that problem, at least right now. Texas Tech is firing on all cylinders, both defensively and offensively. So I have Texas Tech beating Michigan State and sending the program to its first national championship appearance now on the other side it's something about auburn man and i'm not you know what i am just saying this because they beat us you beat kansas you beat north carolina who was the number one seed in that game, you lose one of your best players to a torn ACL, and you come out and you outwork, you out hustle, you out defend, and you out shoot Kentucky, who a lot of people, a lot of people had them winning it all, even as a two seed. 
And now you have uh, Virginia, who hasn't looked like Virginia. Like if Kyle Guy's not hitting, or if DeAndre Hunter's not hitting, the team is in, it, it, it struggles. Now, the thing that I've been saying about Auburn, and I even said this in the in the preview special, is that they're small. Auburn is a very small team, but in their size, they are a scrappy team. And they will shoot the cover off that ball. Everyone can shoot on that team. Everyone. From the point guard to the ball boy. Everyone can shoot. And they will put up at least 33s. It's just crazy because against North Carolina, they hit about 20 of them off. So my championship is Texas Tech. Now, of course, if I'm wrong, okay, look, I'll be wrong. This is my opinion. This is the Unpopular Opinions podcast. This is not the Unpopular Opinion. This is the Unpopular podcast. I guess it's just my opinion. So, But I have Texas Tech and Auburn in the championship. And there's something about, I'll just save that. I'll save my championship winner for the next episode. And on the women's side, Oregon beat, yesterday, Oregon beat Mississippi State with number one Mississippi State, 88-84, to and... UConn beat number one Louisville, eighty to seventy-three. I remember saying, "I think Baylor can win it all," and I think they still could. But UConn's—they're not looking like the UConn of old, that's just running through people. But UConn looks good, and Oregon looks great. Oregon kind of stumbled and was struggling coming into the tournament. But Oregon looks good. And maybe it's just it's just recency bias that I just saw them. But Oregon, they knocked down Mississippi State. And Mississippi State was, I think, had people had them like second in winning. Like if it wasn't Baylor, they had them. I don't know if they're gonna win. But it's hard for me right now to go against UConn or to go against Oregon. Because they both look good. Now, yes, Baylor has been has been on a tear as well as Notre Dame. Notre Dame did have a scare yesterday or two days ago. But they pulled through. So, of course, you have Baylor and Notre Dame. But yeah, UConn and Oregon looks good, man. UConn and Oregon looks good. And in the NBA, just a quick, you know, thing. So it's official. LeBron James is shutting it down. And and I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. Because there's no point of playing anymore. There's no point of wasting 
your LeBron's time. There's no point of wasting the Lakers' time. You're not playing for the playoffs, so why would you have a... Yes, he is LeBron, and he is pretty much a robot and Superman, but why would you have... He's still in the 16th year. Why would you have him out there playing meaning, meaningless games? Especially when, wink, wink, you're trying to tank to get a better position to get wink wink uh, uh, a certain player from duke again i knew i knew it was coming that's that's not really groundbreaking news and and it and and i'll talk about this next week maybe or i'll talk about this in a podcast coming up the lakers <laughs> the Lakers could be in some trouble, man. Like I, I've I've hinted about this in previous episodes, but come come this off season, the Lakers can be in some serious trouble. I'll talk about that in in, in episodes to come. But yeah, don't don't just think that. Don't think it's going to be sweet for LA to, or. Don't think it's just set up to be sweet for L.A. Next year. So. That's all that's 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 all I'm going to say about that for right now. And lastly, before I get to my two outstanding guests today. There was a uh, a report that came out saying that Christoph Porzingis is being investigated for rape allegations. The details that came out were quite disturbing. And the Mavs knew about it before they, of course, traded for Porzingis. I don't know if he did it. Of course, he's there. He's just being investigated. He hasn't been charged or anything. I don't know if he did it. I don't know. You look at situations like Sean Oakman from Baylor, where he was charged or he was accused of rape, and the the details were disturbing. And then years go by, and we realize, and, and it comes out he didn't do it. I don't know if 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 Porzingis did it. If he did do it, he deserves whatever he gets. But if he didn't do it, then he should look. You see, in 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 the public, you're pretty much innocent until proven guilty. I mean, no, you're not. You're guilty until proven innocent. And even still, people will still think you're guilty. Again, I, I don't know if he did it or not. If he, if he did do it, then he deserves whatever comes his way. But if he didn't, let that man live, man. Don't let another... Don't let a... Of course, he's, he, he has his money, but... Don't let a, a a 
a person's life get affected for something he didn't do. We see that a lot, and we've seen that a lot recently. KCP is young. And again, I'm not absolving him from anything. Let that man live, man. If he didn't do it. I'm not I'm not going to say he did it or not cuz that is irresponsible. I'm not going to say he didn't do it cuz that is irresponsible cuz I don't know, I don't have any details except what was released. But I do know this. And this is something that everyone, everyone, including myself, needs to do a lot better at. And that's mind your business. A lot of people don't like to hear and a lot of people think that's offensive for some reason. But mind your business. Let that man live his life. Or let that man handle what he needs to handle. And worry about your own stuff. So for the unpopular topic of the week. I invited. Two people that. Have been on this podcast grind for a while man. They are the host of the 10,000 Jumpers podcast. And they've been grinding, man. It's it's my man's Jarrell and my man Bobby. They are the hosts or the personalities for, like I said, the 10,000 Jumpers podcast. And, you know, when the Kyler Murray situation happened with the whole scouting and he had a... They were pretty much slandering his name. People that didn't even know him. You hear that a lot in the African-American community. And I wanted to talk to them about being African-American, trying to make it. And how I feel that African-Americans have to do more. Even some, a lot of them are the most talented. Some of them are the most athletic people. But they still have to do more. And their window of error is a lot smaller than a lot of other people's or a lot of other races. Let's just keep it a B. And also, not to spoil anything, I want to talk about hip-hop and hip-hop's relationship with sports. Check it out. With us today, man, I want to, first of all, let me tell y'all a couple of things about these two guys right here. I've been, as y'all, I mean, this is episode whatever of the podcast. And when I first started, I caught on to 1000 Jumpers podcast. I didn't know what it was. I saw a screenshot of a show rundown. I'm like, what the hell is this? I listened to it. And that, <laughs> jumped, it, it, so I got my man Jarrell. And my man Bobby, I don't, I don't know if you want to put his government out there, but <laughs> it's crazy. My name is Lit. <laughs> it's crazy. These two are the most 
complete opposites on the podcast, <laughs> but it works. It works, dog. It's it's the weirdest thing ever, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but, man, I, don't, I don't really like him, so yeah. <laughs> but I do I do want to thank thank these two men. Like, again, they don't understand how integral their podcast was into me starting mine. Bro, and, he's already used better words than Jarrell has in our whole <laughs> what three years. So <laughs> that's a dub. And that's crazy. But again, I want to thank you guys. I want to welcome y'all to the Unpopular Podcast. And uh, as many many people know, thank this you. is this is a, a podcast where I give my unpopular opinion about sports. So and basically, your if this was a tweet, you would be going viral right now because that's all I keep saying. Unpopular opinion, working. <coughs> Hey man, most opinions is not unpopular, fam. And see, that's the thing. Right. That's the thing, cause right. it, it's funny. It's funny because you're not the only person that said that. But I think what it is, I'm not gonna hit y'all with the most unpopular yet. I'm gonna let my podcast grow, so that once the once the, the viewers start coming, then I'm gonna start hitting with the, you know, the the unpopular slaps. Uh-oh. So. But he's today, got our black men. He's got his black men take to a few months down the line. Hey, that, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Just, just wait until I start hitting them one Ks and it's a wrap. Man, but, man um, ain't. Oh man. <laughs> but let me. All right. So I thought that when I was when I was thinking of this show, this episode, mm-hmm. I thought the one thousand jumpers podcast crew the two the duo would be the perfect people to talk about this topic and that is how integral hip-hop is to sports and vice versa so you see i did i did a uh, i did a podcast uh a couple you know a couple episodes ago about how shoes and how the shoe game was integral to sports and vice versa but you to me you see it more in hip-hop now of course you have other genres. You you know you have pop. I remember Taylor Swift and LeBron James was on a cover of uh, Rolling Stones one time. When they called them ape. They call yeah yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, when you look at it, and and, and hip hop's always been integral in sports. Uh, Absolutely. You know you look. Kobe had a trash uh, album. Um, my favorite <laughs> favorite player ever, uh, Allen Iverson had a trash album. Um, the jewels, man. My man Shaq had a couple. Oh, albums. the goat, the goat. Yeah, yeah, the goat. The so, goat guy. He went platinum, platinum, by the way. Platinum he certified. He did go platinum. How many does Jordan have? Oh Lord Jesus! You know that now. <laughs> You're about to experience a real thousand jumpers episode, Jalen. I'm just letting you know, like, <laughs> man, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I do appreciate it, but as you see. Oh, and even now, like like back a couple weeks ago, you saw LeBron James AR and Two Chains's uh, album. It's like Ooh, with the deluxe. More than, oh, with the deluxe. That's crazy. Did y'all see the interview? Yeah, yeah it was like, dope. He hey, said, my oh, G, man, the deluxe. You add like two more songs, <laughs> right? Make it deluxe. Like, so you got twelve, and I think yeah. two more equal yeah, fourteen. That's like deluxe. And man, he gave though, us the head blow emoji. Even Joe, Joe, Joe Budden said, like, come on, dog. Two changes have been like my next, you know, deluxe. <laughs> yeah, you, you know when your man's is too high, you just got, yo, chill, chill, man. Yeah, just chill. chill. Was, but how do y'all, do y'all, do, do, you, do you see where I'm coming from as in hip-hop has been into L? Even back in, you know, Uncle Luke and the Miami Hurricanes, like, do you see, do you see, you see how hip-hop has, has, I guess, shaped sports. I'm not going to say shaped. Has been integral to the popularity of sports. 
you want to go first, Jarrell? Yeah, so um, they're very synonymous with each other. I mean, a lot of our favorite athletes come from come from the hoods because this is their only way out. And with hip hop being, you know, from the hood, from the urban community, it's been their soundtrack. Um, you know, if you want to go like the Fab Five, what made them dope? They were dressing like rappers. I mean, the music they were listening to was rap. They weren't listening to, you know, uh, like Billy Joel. Like they were listening to rap. Like that's what made them. Them was like, oh, they listen to Daz Effects and Nas. Yeah. And Who the Big- hell is listening to Daz Effects? I'm I'm saying I, the I Fab know, Five. I like I was speaking specifically them. Black oh, Rob. <laughs> but um, like when you think about like just athletes and sports, and and Rob's gonna be like, really? Like Drake said a quote was like, uh, rappers and ball players, we want to be them and they want to be us. Like you do realize someone said raps, that years before Drake. Yeah, I, I'm he didn't, just remembering. He didn't invent the deluxe. And you know, yeah, and you know uh, that's that's funny you say that because look at it, Iman Shumper's a rapper now. Uh, Marvin Bagley's a rapper. Uh, Marvin Bagley raps. Yeah, yeah Marvin Bagley. Raps. He's uh, a young black guy in America. Lonzo raps. Uh, you know, Dame Lillard. Hell, I, I got both his albums. It's just, you know, it's it's. I I think now, in the social media age, where you know information and you can get things out a lot quicker and a lot to a lot more people faster. I feel that this is the time that embodies. The the I don't want to say wannabe rapper because that sounds like you trash. I mean, but you know, to, to pursue other things, you know what I mean? I can and tell y'all like, what it is. What's up? I can tell y'all what it is. I mean, do y'all want me to? I don't want to blow people's bubbles or nothing. Rob, all right. The boundary entries is lessened, okay? Like, let's just be real, okay? In the '90s, early '90s, you didn't see a lot of people or '80s or where do a lot of different things because a lot of certain um occupations were looked at as like kind of specialists like if you play basketball you have to be the best basketball player right mm-hmm. like we want to see you play basketball 24 7 well once the advent of a bunch of scrubs and stuff like proceed like once the media coverage you start to see everybody's stats one through ten you're not just looking at the top three bulls on the team you're looking at the whole roster nowadays you know the guy from one through 12 okay so yeah. you understand totality that hey the guy getting eight points a game you know he's in the league too so you people start stop crapping on people, you know now. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, oh well, now you're in the league. So now, and same thing with rap. It's like anybody can rap now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's allowed to rap. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. I don't have to be great at it, then I can do two things and be good at both, or be average at one. You know, like I don't want to see LeBron. Like in back in the day, you wouldn't see LeBron James doing the rap thing. Why? Because you have to be the best basketball player. Yeah. Days you don't. You're on a team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Like, Oh, sorry. What were you saying, Drew? No, I was going to say, like, if you look at, like, like when Jordan and, and Barkley, let's say, like, the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. In the 80s, they weren't raised on rap. Like, rap but, was... I mean, you didn't see any jazz albums. You didn't see I mean, any R&B albums. But <laughs> no, I'm but saying... Jer- see, Jarrell did make a good point, and I'm I, sorry to cut you off, but you made a no, good, good point there. Because, and, 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 Rob, you made a great point, too. It's, like, what you're raised off and what you see and how you how you grow up that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna you know shape your life around like like you look at mm-hmm. lebron lebron in every interview i see he always has to say which which makes sense and i i do the two but he always has to say growing up in ohio we didn't have much i had the streets <laughs> i had basketball and i had music 
uh, you see that a lot more. And back in the day, while, you know, Jordan and Charles Barkley grew up, all they had was basketball. I mean, unless they were pop-blocking the Curtis Blow or, or, or Grandmaster <laughs> Flash, they weren't doing much of that. They weren't. And and you even see today, like like Charles, and he's he's hilarious as hell, and he's sort of like the, you know, get off my stoop old man. But he he makes <laughs> points that, you know, these these a lot of basketball players' focus might not be what it was back in the day. Like back in the day, your focus was to be the like Michael Jordan said one time. Michael Jordan said my focus was to be the best basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. If we were going to win, I wanted us to win because of me. You don't see that nowadays. And, and that's because I think money got larger. I think uh, contracts got bigger. And I think. Yep. I well, think, I mean, that's that's, a, that's definitely a given. Yeah. Um, and, and even. I'm sorry. And even you see, like, like, st- like. KD makes more money off the court than on the court. Which and I'm not and even even him and LeBron dropped that uh that track like a, a year or two. <laughs> it's just I do it real big. Oh lord! It's just you have to. It's like you don't have basketball doesn't have to be your number one focus. I'm not saying that they're not focused on basketball, but basketball or football doesn't have to be your number one focus. And yeah. you even, you even saw speaking of football, you even saw back back with Michael Vick. I think Michael Vick was the first athlete. Michael Vick and uh, Randy Moss were like the first athletes that really, like their campaign slogans integrated hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like you know Michael Vick and the in the in the Michael Vick shoes and the cornrows mm-hmm. and the headbands. Like Michael Vick to me was the Allen Iverson of football, as in he he mm-hmm. he, led a, he led a generation. And of course you had hip hop back behind that. When Michael George growing up and all you see is Bill Russell and and a whole bunch of mailmen playing. It's like, okay, I, I want to do this. But then, like I said, you grow up and you see, you know, hip how integral hip hop is to oh. your life. Like Jarrell said, you're gonna you're gonna want to do that. You're gonna your life is gonna embody what what you grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's also um, hip hop is more accessible than any other genre of music. Um, to be an R and B artist, well, generally back when I was growing up, you had to actually be able to sing. So. <laughs> I don't know too many people who play ball and can sing. I'm not saying you can't. Victor Oladipo, Oladipo. <laughs> uh, so PG yeah. County, Victor Oladipo is amazing. But like, I, I can. That's one person. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you couldn't, you couldn't necessarily do R&B. I mean, like, and if you're like a rock star, like you got to learn to play the guitar or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's hard. And as a person who like, when I was younger, I played the instrument and played ball. It's like, it's hard to do both, especially as a kid, because you I mean you don't really get that attention span anyway. So, true. I mean. <laughs> So I mean, it's all it's more accessible, and I mean, I think it's just it's just the black thing. Um, we're the athletes now. Like everybody, <laughs> like growing up, like in the '60s and '50s and all that stuff, we weren't the dominant athletes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Like, like if you, oh, I'll let you finish. We weren't the poster children, and now yeah. we are. Like we drive the culture. Like when you when you look at basketball, how many, how much was the percentage of black people playing basketball in the NBA? Something crazy um nfl same thing so it's like yeah our culture is, is going to infiltrate this just because we are yeah so what are you saying Jerome, my fault no i would say like to, to piggyback off rob like we dominate at a point where now and the difference between the nba and nfl the nba 
is now catering to our culture. Mm-hmm. You so, know, when uh, when like AI it. was the driving force he was, they were trying to, to limit it by, yeah. you know, Photoshopping his tattoos, enforcing <clears throat> the dress code. Now you can pretty much do whatever, and the NBA is, is for that. The NFL, however, they're not for it. And now you're seeing that with contracts and all <laughs> that. But hip-hop is has been the soundtrack. Whether we're playing Madden, like, remember, like, playing Madden or my favorite soundtrack ever is, like, either NBA Street Volume 2 or NBA Live 04. Because I'm like, I never heard this much rap yeah. in, a, in a video game. And it's like, yo, like, I know these songs. These are these are dope. Hell, you have rappers now that are, like, executive music producers. Yeah, I mean, remember you. when, like, I think 2K13 was when Jay executive produced. Exactly. And everyone was like, oh, man, this is so much rap music on here. Like, yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. But it's like, didn't I, Travis I mean, I think th- produce this 2K? Yeah, Travis right. did produce. And I think, so what, uh, what, uh, Nas or, or LeBron or something did like a couple years ago, a couple years back. Like, yeah, I know, yeah, I know LeBron did a couple, yeah, a few years ago. So, it, yeah, you, you're definitely right about that, man. You're definitely right about that. I didn't really think about that. So, so let me, let me ask you this then. Since we're pretty much in agreement that, uh, hip hop and and sports pretty much go hand in hand. Do you think that? And I, let me let, how do I, how am I gonna put this? Do you think that hip hop would not be? Do you think hip hop is as strong as it is today because of sports, no. or is that just a, I guess, um, branch of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, music is music. Like, um soccer or whatever white people were playing um what baseball didn't drive rock um just like basketball doesn't drive hip-hop like there was hip-hop stars before you know we was accepted quote-unquote into back into the nba mm-hmm. and I mean, music's music music's always been around so okay. i think if no if black people didn't play basketball we wouldn't have anything to do with basketball and hip-hop would still be hip-hop I agree with you, Rob. However, because hip hop has been a driving force, I think it is kind of helped the evolution. Like in other genres of music, the athletes that we love were never in the lyrics. Like whether it's football and, you know, like think about like Killer Mike won a Grammy by saying I catch bombs like Randy Moss. Yeah. And that's when I see Killer Mike and, and all the amazing things he has done. The first memory I have of Killer Mike is I'm catching bombs like Randy Moss. Like and and now I'm thinking of like, yo, he just mentioned Randy Moss in a rap song or the Jada Kiss Allen Iverson commercial, right? Like there's, oh, there's one of moments. my favorite I'm sorry, one of my favorite commercials of all time, by the way. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and rightfully so, but I'm saying I wouldn't hip hop would be dope without it, but with the athletes kind of giving it that cosign saying they making it cool, like they to me, made like a lot of white people listen to hip hop because like my favorite players listen to this, that I should listen to this, or my favorite player like you saw Porzingis saying I will have cornrows because of AI. Yeah, and that's if what's up. you get that from like the hip hop culture, then MC Hammer sold 15 million records in what 91, something yeah. like that. Who was that's the huge. big Who was the biggest guy in the league in 91? It was Jordan. Jordan. What hip hop bone does he have in his body? I mean, that's what I'm we saying. We were selling out before. Like, it's great that the integration happens and all that stuff. Like, as far as, like, yeah, one hand is watching each other right now. You know, we're giving each other, but, like, nah, it's not 
hip hop is not dependent on that. Like, like oh, it's not. I'm not saying it's dependent, but it's definitely helped. It's not like, dependent, think, but sure. it's helped. You know, I, I hear what I hear what you guys are saying, and I agree on on both parts. But I I do I do think though that hip hop is understanding the temperature, and the temperature is if I if I connect myself with the biggest athlete or the biggest sport, then my sales will go up. Look at like look at look at Travis Scott. I just went to the concert uh, <coughs> a couple, you know. So look at Travis mm. Scott. Travis Scott drops an amazing album, Astroworld. All of a sudden, Travis Scott is the music executive producer for 2K. He's on. You can hear his music on NBA, ESPN. Uh, you know, ESPN. You can hear his music. Uh, he's in commercials with 2K. It, like, and, and that it's not just him. Like Migos. Migos is a huge one. Migos. Yep. They have Sprite commercials with LeBron. <clears throat> they have a shoe commercial with Foot Locker and hip hop. They have, you know, it, it's like I think hip hop is understanding that okay, we are great as a brand and as how are we, how we are. But if we attach ourselves to the like basketball or we attach ourselves to Odell Beckham, then uh, we can we can sell more or we can we can I be actually, on a on a wait, bigger platform. Can I chime in on that yeah, to no. add to your point, Jalen? So I'm trying to remember where I saw this clip. It was like, yo, and we've all we can all say we've watched ESPN for the majority of our lives, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we were growing up, they never played rap. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, right? And then now it's like they know that in order for us to connect, like again, once they declared hip hop is now the the best selling uh genre, mm-hmm. like it's the it's the most grossing genre. Like ESPN, like when we're watching uh sports on NBC, ABC, CBS, they they're flipping it to hip hop now, which is mm-hmm. awesome, but they understand like this is it. We got to tap into the market. Like back in the day, it was whatever rock song by like Kiss and no disrespect to Kiss, but it was like, okay, that's cool. And that's how, like, for me, I learned rock music. I learned it through watching ESPN, but now it's, yo, we're playing latest Migos record. Yo, we're, we're playing, we're playing this new Travis Scott record. Like we're, we're premiering these songs on the air and that's that's what they know. So I feel like now they, if you're a league and you know your league is is black dominated, mm-hmm. then you're like, I gotta play the music that represents my league. Like for baseball, they're not playing hip hop. Why? It's a lot of Dominicans and white people that dominate. Like black people don't dominate baseball, but yeah. we dominate football and basketball. So they're like, if they're we want viewers. Granted, we got a lot of, of a white fan base, but if our players are black, we should dedicate it to them, which is why it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, but I think that's brands. <clears throat> I think it's like the inverse. I think that's brands realizing the power of hip hop and not necessarily hip hop, like because we don't need that stage. Like Travis Scott was on the Super Bowl stage for how long? Like yeah, five minutes. A song. And um, he's got crazy. Like it? you said, wasn't SpongeBob on longer than him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. I didn't even watch the Super Bowl really. Jeez. But um, but like. And that's a, that's the thing. Like he's got a major album. He's doing all these super duper shows and thing and everything. He was on stage for three minutes. Like that. He's he. It's not needed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think other people are seeing the power of hip hop. Like Sprite had the little um summer rapper series where with like Vince Staples, yeah. Lil Yachty, and all that. 
Like yeah. they're seeing that they need to align with us. We are the new wave. Not nec- not hip hop saying like if that was the case, we just we just making all types of jingles. Like an album would be sixteen different like advertisements or something. You know what I'm saying? That is like, that is. Let's let's maximize this and just do mad advertisement songs. Like no, they see that we are without you know lack of a better term, we are the shit. Like we are everything. Yeah. Black music, mm-hmm. black culture, that's it. Like that's what's pushing everything in America. America sells entertainment. Who's the best entertainers? Who's the most influential? Black people. So mm-hmm. now you see the backdrops with the rap music on the ESPN fade yeah. outs and things like that. And it's crazy because, but and, and on the and on the other hand, this is this generation and this these these last few years is the first and only time I've ever seen a album rollout on ESPN. Carter three, oh Carter five drops. The first thing Lil Wayne did was go to ESPN and talk about it. First take and everything. I don't know. I don't know how many times I've seen two chains on TV yeah. in the last month. It's like on ESPN in the last month. What I'm and he was on what Fox Sports. So what I'm saying is, when you when I do understand, I do agree with you about the brands, but I do also understand that with the brands and with the sports, hip hop is tapping into a industry that, like Jarrell said, growing up they they haven't really had to tap. I think now I don't think they have to, but they understand how integral it is to get that sports fan. To get little Johnny or little Timothy and be like, oh man, two chains. I just saw two chains on first take arguing with Stephen A. Smith saying that Paul George shouldn't even be top five in MVP. I don't know what he was going on going with there, but <laughs> I just saw two chains on first take. Let me let me go listen to his album. And those are streaming services. Those that's money. I think hip hop as in general understand and sports understand. How integral those two markets are for connecting. You're not gonna. I, I'm almost sure that if everybody or majority of the people that listen to hip hop didn't watch sports, sports would not be as, or at least the the sports that are predominantly African American wouldn't be as popular as it is today. And and it's not just basketball and football. Look at look at boxing. My man Wilder comes out with rappers. Uh, Justin Bieber connected himself to hip hop and it almost destroyed him. You saw uh, <laughs> Miley Cyrus; she didn't she didn't crossed over a couple times. It's yeah. like they everyone wants the sauce. Yeah, they're understand. Everyone wants the sauce, and that. Right but where? But in the same breath, you're not seeing. That should be the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> but you're not seeing too many black like black artists reach out that way. As far as like. You don't see them like, yo, let me get a um, uh, Katy Perry or something on my record. Like, if it happens, it happens. But they're not like, yo, I need this pop star. That's true. We're the pop stars. I think it's, like, I think it's them seeing the cash that we bring. Like, I don't think it's us saying, man, we really need the NBA. Like, we don't. Like, now, but what I do know, and what I did find out doing this research for this podcast is a lot of hip-hop artists send their, like, songs and send their tracks to the stadium, as in, like, Mm -hmm. the basketball state, uh, the arenas and the the football stadium, that they can play on the jumbotrons and stuff like that, or play Mm -hmm. throughout the thing. So they they understand that they're connecting with another audience, and that's, that's, that's pretty much what I'm getting at. They understand that 
while they would survive without you know sports because it's been it's been like that forever they will survive without sports i think they understand how important and how integral integral whoa and how integral (laughs) it is to tap into that sports culture for their popularity for their sales and just for hip-hop in general again look at drake i don't know how many every drake album has a line about an athlete hell even even kendrick i mean that's because we we watch sports i don't think I don't think it's a cause a correlation or cause like I just think it's just that's just what it is. Like you can't like you can't say, hey, if everybody just didn't watch basketball and listen to rap, like that's not gonna happen and vice versa. Like you can you I could not like I could not watch basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that could just be a you know, just a a choice I make. But like I'm not gonna like not watch basketball because they don't have you know hip-hop on it like you said we watch espn our whole lives they just started incorporating hip-hop music right did you start turning off the channel when they had rock drops no because <laughs> no. at the end of the day sports was is sports what we is watched sports. and cared about but we knew that was the norm like there's an enhancement rap. to it it's like it's good to hear the music that you actually that you actually listen to day to day to be included that's a plus but you're not going to turn your back on ESPN. ESPN can never play one black artist for the rest of their existence right now. And you're going to tell me that you would stop listening, you would stop watching ESPN any less? No, no. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> like, like, and that's not and that's not saying either one has less or more power. It's just how it is. I think they're mutually they're exclusive. Like those, it's like it's cool that they you can get money together, and that and it's proven throughout all these deals and things. And representation and all that—that that yes, we can get money together. But I also think they're two separate entities. Mm. Because I mean, shoot, like you said, all those boxers got hip hop. Boxing's a dying sport. Like yeah, the, the ratings and things and pay per view sales and all that have been going down for years. Like, and Floyd is Floyd. Like, <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying? True. That's very true. So. So Jarrell, um, oh speaking of, speaking of Jarrell, uh, it's been it was a it was a we're we're pretty late on the podcast tip, but Jarrell did just have a birthday, you know, uh, a couple couple moons ago. So we did want to wish Jarrell a happy belated birthday, man. Appreciate um, before it, man. We go Appreciate on any it. further, I didn't realize how much support this man has until you get on Twitter. I was like, oh my gosh, man. Nah, it it was it was overwhelming. I'm not even gonna lie. I was just like, man, like I got a lot of love. So I that's all I really wanted, man. Just people show love. Man, they were throwing throwback pictures. I said, this is Jarrell. You know what's <laughs> funny? You know what's funny for the people for a podcast people go take out behind the curtain. It's actually the first time me and Jarrell I've heard this man's voice. Same, same, same with Rob, man. This is the first time. <laughs> and you see it, you see, you know, you see how genuine it is, bro. But I do want to thank, you know, again, you guys. This is the Unpopular Podcast, and uh, this is a transition. So African Americans are pretty. When we when we look at the major sports, as in football and basketball, um, African Americans pretty much dominate the sport. And that's that's statistical, you know. That's you you look, and I, I believe the NBA is about ninety five percent African American or minorities. I can and, believe that. Oh, that's and, and 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 if you look at the NFL, 
specifically the draft, you look at how they cover African Americans. Coming, going, you know, trying to go from college into the league. And you see that, I feel that there is a correlation to how hard it is for African American, at least quarterbacks for sure, to make it to the league compared to Caucasians. Now, what, what was homeboy's name with Kyler Murray drill? Uh, Charlie Cassidy. Charlie, former Char- GM. Charlie Casanova. Um, <laughs> he, he's just a recent example of he never even met Kyler Murray. And all you hear is Kyler Murray can't read. Kyler Murray is dismissive. Kyler Murray can't, won't be able to understand a playbook. And you hear that all the time. You heard that with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson went to two national championships, won one and won a Heisman, yet, oh, I don't know if Deshaun Watson can, can, can fit in the league. I don't know if he'll be able to understand. <laughs> you even heard, you even heard they, heard, they said that about Cam, as in Cam Newton. They said that about Michael Vick. They said that about Deshaun Watson, who right now is probably the Texans' best quarterback of all time. They, they've said that. Nah, about, David Carr's the GOAT. Are you Rob? <laughs> Bro, he used to get slaughtered every week, man. And, and still they didn't played. do anything. I wouldn't do anything. He was like, I got sacked 50 times. Man, he got sacked top, 72 times. You know, but he knows you know it's bad when you're a top five pick ever and the highest rating you ever had on man was a 70. <laughs> Have so, you seen that line? No, he. the thing is, they never had an offensive line. Damn, I, you would die. You would Vic die. would have played two seasons. That's that's true. That's true. But but what I'm right. saying so it would have been a little bit longer than two. Yeah, no, he would have ran into getting hit just like he did in Atlanta, only and, much quicker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like, but, come on. But what 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 I'm saying is, bro, is is, is that, and it's it's not just foot, it's not just football. Basketball is a little different. Basketball, they you you could do something wrong, and they will never live it down. Mm-hmm. Or you can be accused of something. Had, didn't do it and still live it, still not live it down like Kobe. Kobe nah, wins get, get Kobe Oscar. the fuck out of here. Kobe wins the Oscar last Rob, year. Rob, come on, bro. <laughs> oh, sorry. He wins the Oscar last year. And and the first thing I hear is, oh, well, he did rape a chick. No, no, he didn't. She, cl- she clearly lied. Like, I don't know how many times people. people <laughs> did she lie? I don't know, bro. That's what it, that's what it said. That's she what scored it said. a lot of points. What, 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 all all I'm that. saying is it's that a lot of points. I feel I feel it's due to the media, due to, you know, I don't know what it is. I just think that it's a lot harder for African-American athletes. Even though we dominate the sport, it's still a lot harder for us. I'm going to chime in first. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So it, it stems from the very beginning. Like, in terms of we can do all the skill positions. We can be your running back. We can be your wide receiver. We can be your offensive line, defensive line. We could we could be the safety, the linebackers. And over the course of NFL history, we have defeated each and every stereotype with ease, whether it's, you know, we're talking running backs, you got Walter Payton, you got Jim Brown. We're talking wide receivers, you got Jerry Rice, you got Lynn Swan, you got John Stallworth. If we're talking... Hold up, hold up. Um, Did you just say Lynn Swan before you said Randy Moss? No, here, I'm going historically. As long as you started off with Jerry Rice. 
I, I respect it though. I'm a no, no, no. I mean, and you got Randy, but I'm saying like you have a lot of great people. When it came to to black quarterbacks, they were never given a fair shot. They thought we weren't smart enough. Mm-hmm. And even with Doug Williams winning it, you thought that would put to bed. Nah, like I tell people all the time. Like to me, I wish Steve McNair would have would have been drafted. Like today, mm-hmm. he would be a black superhero. Like. And people don't pick from an HBCU top five in the Heisman. And I don't or, mean to cut you off, but been God level, like yeah, people don't realize Doug Williams didn't even start that Super Bowl. He came in for an injured. Um, yeah. What's his name? And and I mean, Schroeder. Yeah, yeah, Jay Schroeder. Like he he came he started the Super Bowl. He didn't start that season. No, I, yeah, I, I feel right. with you. Reason reason why seventeenth my you know top two. But I, I look at like you you look at um just the quarterbacks. You said Deshaun or. The one, the one where it really got me, uh, the person who did beat him in Heisman that year, Lamar Jackson. And I remember, uh, shout out Wilson. We had this conversation. He was like, Jarrell, they gonna do, they gonna do that. They they're gonna mess with Lamar." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just watch. The narrative is gonna change. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go from he's an amazing quarterback who was playing in a pro style system at Louisville. Yeah. The only reason Louisville was relatively successful was him." was him right yes oh he can't read all he does is run first he can't do this and it's like did y'all not watch any louisville game he won't translate maybe he should be a wide receiver it's like guys louisville was horrible that's the same thing they said about rg3 same thing they said about rg3 yeah Yeah, and it's it's the same thing it's like and with when you mentioned cam and vic right Mm -hmm. they could say what they wanted about cam and vic but their talent was so undeniable yeah. They were number one overall picks regardless. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, like, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson should have been a top five pick. But, you know, he was the third, you know, third uh, drafted quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. And they then another black quarterback man. that people don't even know is black, Patrick Mahomes, black. And yeah. he could arguably be the best quarterback we have today. Huh? And they don't want to crown him as that. Like, they're already crowning him as the huh? new face of the league, and they don't even realize he's black. How is he the yeah. best quarterback? One of, one of. One. I, I think he can be. He can be, can be, can be. You <laughs> he won the Super Bowl? Yards, your first season, oh, you definitely can be. <laughs> he won the Super Bowl? Well, if it wasn't for D4's fat thumbs, I mean, he might have, like, I you mean, know. Fifth was a fifth, I mean. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, guys. You know, and, and you, you did touch on a point, Jarrell. I think that. Because quarterbacks are so integral to a team, teams don't want to – they don't want to fail on the backs of African-American quarterback. I'm going to just say it. You no, don't it, wanna, it's, it's the truth. You don't want to draft uh, a Russell Wilson at number one and he be a bust. So then they're looking at I'm you. I'm not drafting Russell Wilson at number one regardless. Well, just, what I'm just saying is an African-American quarterback. Like, you don't want to draft – all right, let me, let me give a better example. You don't want to draft a Cam Newton number one and he be a complete bust. When you have a David Carr or you'll have a Mr. Bisky in the, in the weeds, you, no, no, no GM wants a Tom Brady situation. And, and I'm saying is you pass on him until the sixth round, like no mm-hmm. no no GM wants that, especially if you go and, and pick ups. You know, nobody wants a Jamarcus Russell either. And I right. think that I think the that goat. I think that uh Jamarcus Russell really was a, 
like a he 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 started a bad precedent for African <laughs> I wouldn't say, Russell did. I no, wouldn't he, say he he started it. Not Ryan Leaf. He no, definitely reignited some of it, but yeah. it was gonna be there regardless, and it's still let's gonna just say be what there. it is, man, guys. Come on, let's just say it. Okay, blatant racism in America. <laughs> America has been created and manufactured on the back of racism. Okay. Like, that's just what it is, okay? You can't have this completely biased um, coverage of, like, you can have the exact same quarterback and one be black and one be white and have completely different coverage of them. Like, if when that occurs, we just got to call it like it is. Ain't no reason to beat around the bush, guys. It's racism. Oh. Next. Um, also, I think, I mean, it happens to white people on a lesser level. I mean, how many times have we seen Chris McCaffrey, like, ooh, he's got sneaky speed or... He's but they like, always no, say like fam, he's a track guys, star. They always say sneaky speed though. But and that's not the same thing as like, oh, you're you're good for a black quarterback. No, it that's is the same. That's thing. the same. Like fam, like if I go to a park right now and there's a white guy who's six feet tall and there's me who's five six and they say, hey, who do you want in your team? Hey, guess what? I guess I have a higher chance of getting picked because I'm black. Like simple as that. Like but, I know people who have physical, more physical. Um, attributes than me, and just simply because I'm like, like, oh no, he can play, and it's like, but, and I'm but not saying Chris, that's obviously equal. But I think Chris McCaffrey would have a will get will have more opportunity than a uh, Tyree Cohen or than a uh, I don't know uh, back in the day Marshawn Lynch. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll they'll look at Christian like, okay, he's the safer. Hell no. I think he they'll Christian be like Christian McCaffrey's a, safe, a safer pick as a white running back than a black running back. I mean, uh, he was, though. I can name like, a million he, he black was, running though. backs, and I can name five white running backs. Bro, they but they look for that. Like, why you think Tariq, Tariq and Christian are very similar style running backs? I mean, you, Christian's And you think bigger. Christian was... Exactly. Like, that's a bit... That matters. No, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but fam, like, Christian was in a, the running for the Heisman, bro. He got... He's a first-round pick. And you, and, you, and you think Tariq should have been in the, in the running for the Heisman? I didn't say he should have been in the running for Heisman, but if we're going if we want to make equal, it's like Toby Gerhardt was a top was a first round pick, right? Toby Gerhardt was not nice. You compare he, Toby Gerhardt. Neither is Trent Richardson. No, but check me out. Whoa, you hold compare on. Toby Gerhardt to freaking He's trash. He's always to, been trash. What? I think he was in the same draft class as LaShawn McCoy, who was a second or third that third round running back. You see okay. the difference? Who's still playing? People get mispicked all the time. I like, agree what, with you. I'm not going to nitpick drafts because there's horrible GMs. Like, what? I mean, you look at David Gunnerman right now. Oh, Chris, tra- Christian, like, Christian Hackerberg was, was, had, a better, had a higher profile than Russell Wilson. That's all I'm going to say about that. This is what I'm saying. And this, like I said, like, we're gonna, like, I can call it both ways. Like, I'm going to call a spade a spade. When it comes to black quarterbacks, we are fool to think that it, it, it's completely disrespectful. I am a Heisman Trophy guy who's like, I hype Heisman Trophy winners. Shout out. Jarrell knows this, right? And he does. it was an immediate slap in the face the moment I heard someone suggest Lamar Jackson be wide receiver. Like, this guy is the greatest quarterback, the greatest player in the country. Yeah. And you're going to tell him that once he goes pro, he should switch positions. Switch positions. That's an act of Braxton Miller. <laughs> but see, yeah. here, here's the thing. No, no, check this out, right? When it, when I look at U.S. I mean, USC, Ohio State, like, if you want to look at the Michigan-Ohio State robbery, right, they, they can go toe-to-toe in all skill positions, wide receivers, all of that. But when it comes to quarterbacks, 
Michigan oh, has Tom Brady. Who does Ohio State have? Dwayne Haskins, to me, is maybe the first really good quarterback they've ever had. So are you saying – so what are you saying? Troy Smith wasn't good, bro. <laughs> but what, no, I'm gonna say, what? What's the point are you making? Like, are you saying no, Michigan recruits better quarterbacks? No, Correct. I'm saying like if you look at, I mean, they they got one lucky. Like you look at Braxton. Braxton was never a great quarterback. Like he was okay. a great athlete. There's certain there's certain quarterbacks you watch and like, yo, they're a dope athlete, but they're not a great quarterback. They're really inaccurate. That Tim was Tebow. never Lamar Jackson. That was my point with that. So I'm saying, you look at Lamar Jackson from the very beginning. This dude is single-handedly like willing, mm-hmm. willing his team to victories. So then that that I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. No, you good. So then that 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 really shines the question: Are these GM, uh, you know, notes and and scout notes? Are they taking? Are they, do they hold too much weight when we're looking at a player and it's like, okay, I look at a Lamar Jackson, I look at a RG three, I look at a. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I clearly see that they are leaps and bounds better than anybody in college. Mm-hmm. College, but or I look at a I look at a Zion and they be like, okay, he's leaps and bounds better than anybody. But if a scout, he's overrated. If, if fifteen scouts go, well, I don't know Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's going to be able to understand the playbook, or you might have to switch to running back or no wide receiver because his his mechanics are off. Do you think that scout notes or GM notes like homie that did Kyler Murray's, do you think they hold too much weight on a potential future? Yes and no. Wait, Um, are you going first or am I going first? Yeah, I can can go first. Uh, Yes and no, simple because, I mean, if you're the GM, ultimately you have the decision of who you draft, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously his opinion will hold a lot of weight, I guess. I mean, he's the ultimate gets to make the choice. So, if he seems like, I mean, you can be ignorant and stupid and whatnot, you know, as a GM. I mean, you're you're perfectly allowed to be a dummy, okay, in any job you have. So yeah, like, if you look at Lamar Jackson and say, I don't think he can play in the in the NFL. Like, you can be an idiot. <laughs> like you're in, like, and no, I don't think you should have a job if you say Deshaun Watson isn't NFL ready. But I mean, oh, they do. I'll say, I'll say, it. They do have weight in a sense where, to me, if the Ravens didn't trade up, remember they had already picked. They had to trade back in the first round to get Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. If they didn't trade up to get Lamar, Lamar would have been a second round pick. And Lamar's talent is screams first round, screams first round. Right now, you look at talent. Look, no, talent, skill set, everything. He's a first talent. Talent. He didn't blow. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. You know I am. Talent. What's he he played for the Rams. I mean, for the Ravens. Um, It's not like he blew the doors off of passing. But without him, they wouldn't have made the playoff. True. They, yeah. they weren't winning games. But they tailored a whole – and I think that's another thing that people have to realize. Like, sometimes with some quarterbacks, you have to tailor a whole system. And it is easier to take a plug-and-play white quarterback and say, yeah, I've got a, um, I've got the West Coast offense. We can play this thing. I can plug in any guy who's got marginal athleticism and a cool arm. I, I say this, and, like, to answer your point and Jalen's question, look at Lamar, those scouts. Again, Deshaun Watson, to me, was the most proven quarterback in mm-hmm. his draft class. 
Mitch gets drafted first. Shout out the Bears. They made the playoffs. But you put Deshaun in the Bears uniform, and I think they're a better team, right? That's that. Now, to answer your, your question, you know, sometimes it's about trusting the process. You look at Russell Wilson, right? He beats out uh, Matt Flynn, but he wasn't necessarily great. How the Seahawks were winning games, they had a really dope running game in Marshawn, a really mm-hmm. great offensive line, and they had the Legion of Boom. So all you mm-hmm. had to do was make a couple of throws, and as he got comfortable in the system, he can do more. And that's what works. Now he's considered a really good quarterback. But they trusted the process, similar to what they did with Brady. Like, Brady wasn't out here slinging the ball his first few seasons. When they were winning Super Bowls, he wasn't slinging. They had a really good defense, good running game. All Brady do is not mess it up. And then when you but, finally get the reins, let the dogs out. But, you know, like Some people get it immediately, like Cam, throwing for 400 in his first game, which is still a record. Some mm-hmm. people, it takes time. But if, if you know it takes time and you're going to throw them in, cater to them which allows them to be nurtured. And then once they go, they're surefire. And that's like hard. Lamar, Lamar started well and watch. He's going to get better. But that's, that's why it's Ravens for the foreseeable future in the AFC North. Like, it's, that's saying, it. You can't, dis, you can't discount that that's hard. Every team isn't built to – every team doesn't have a top five all-time defense like the Seahawks did and allowed Russell Wilson to just get better at quarterback. If I want to win I this year, I'm not – like – I'm a Lamar Jackson stan. I'm not drafting Lamar Jackson with my number one overall pick if I want to win this year because I have to change everything on my team. But look like, at the quarterbacks. You do. No, no, no. no, I'm not saying – no, we can – and see, that's another – I think these are two mutually exclusive points. Like, I, we can completely acknowledge the ridiculously biased coverage of black quarterbacks and black athletes as a whole. Like, that is completely true. But it's also true that if I have to change my whole offensive system for one man, um, you better be Jesus. You better be Jesus. <laughs> like, like I'm not, I'm not doing. If I'm the Patriots, why would I draft Lamar Jackson? Like, if I had the number one overall pick right now, and I, and I was a Patriot, I'm not drafting Lamar Jackson. Why would I? Like, the Patriots don't have the defense to counter his mistakes. They don't have. Like, if I want to win, if you're expecting the Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson isn't going to lead you to the Super Bowl in the first year. Like he has to, he still has to learn certain things, like just like every other quarterback. But it's easier. That, and, gonna, that, and that's fair. I'm not going to. I'm not going to jump to everything. Like Russell Wilson is five ten. Fam, Kyler Murray's five ten. Like all the all the personal attacks on a man's character and things that you've never met or sat down with, experience is ridiculous. And when I heard that, like that report or whatever that interview, whatever he did, that's just that's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. ridiculous. And that literally usually only happens to black people, black athletes. You're yeah, right. it's like when they come at us for the Wonderlick scores. Yeah, like yeah. dog, who gives? Like I don't care, man. Can you throw and catch them like the football? I don't care how smart you are. If you can perform your job. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Albert Einstein had mismatched socks all the time. <laughs> he made atomic bomb. Like certain things in your life are gonna be off. Just do your job. But like on the same breath, Kyler Murray, I'm not giving him the number one overall pick. I don't care. He's five ten, two pounds. <laughs> but would you give it what? to Dwayne Haskins though? I've never watched that man play. I think Dwayne is actually really like the way he plays. Is that a super he's, big guy? That's a huge. He's huge, bro. Oh, oh is what's he like number seven? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I mean, Ohio State. Like he's a good. I, I hate Ohio State, but he's, I've never he's seen nice. him throw though. No, I saw him play one game and I, and I bet on them to win. So shout out to him. So I might pick him. <laughs> 
but like so like like I said, sometimes it fits. Like, come on, man. Like, if you got Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson, who you picking? You pick Andrew Luck. Thank yeah, you. Luck. Like, and that's and, not and that has nothing to do and, with race. And I think, but I think, and, and to to bring it home, you have Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson. But look at both of those. Which it's funny that you said that. Look at both of their their I guess scouting reports. You're gonna see a lot more question marks with Russell Wilson before you see a lot more a lot of question marks with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck dealt with injuries in college. Russell Wilson took a a, a trash ass team to damn near the the BCS bowl. But then yet I, I didn't hear anything about well Andrew Luck could be injury prone. Andrew Luck did uh you, ha, hey, you want to hear something wild? What's up? So they said Andrew Luck his, he was the greatest. He was the uh, most quarterback ready quarterback entering the draft since Elway, right? They said if he would have came out, because remember he stayed for a senior year, and that's why he was number one pick with RG three and, and Russ. Yeah. But if he would have came out his junior year, Cam Newton, who was number one pick, would not have been a Panther. Who just won the goddamn? Who who just won the Heisman? Revolutionized college football. Andrew Luck would have been a number one pick had okay. he had come out junior year. And, when, and, and I'm not and I'm not going against Ross Port with saying it's about, you know, it, it's about fit and everything. I get that and I understand that completely. And I do not disagree. What mm-hmm. I'm just saying is that the coverage of uh Andrew Luck will be a whole lot different than a coverage of Cam Newton. If they you can you can blend them up and put them in the same you can have Did they blind, run like the same forty? They did. You can you can have a you can have a a both of their both of their picks on the board. The first thing I'm gonna say about the first thing you'll hear about Andrew Luck is, well, he is a he has a solid arm. He's a great mm-hmm. quarterback. He he can lead a team. <laughs> yeah, they a, always lead with that. He's a galvanizer. Yeah, he's a galvanizer of men. The yeah. First thing, <laughs> the first thing you'll hear about Cam Newton is, damn, how many colleges did he go to? Not the fact that he was successful in nearly all of the colleges he But went. I mean, is that on point though? No, it's on point, but why do you leave why don't you leave with well, he has a cannon of an arm. He is one of the most physically gifted uh, athletes ever. He is probably the most physically gifted quarterback of all time. He he led mm. he won a national championship. Mm-hmm. He won a what D two national championship. Yeah, he won a JUCO championship. That doesn't count. JUCO, no, JUCO no, he won a, he won a tr- he won uh, four JUCO. Con- Four consecutive high school championships. They're not going to say they're going to say. Does that, does that really matter though? No, but what I'm saying is they're not going to say any of that before they. They're not going to get to that before they get to. Well, he didn't. He didn't work in Florida. He, you know, he runs too much. I don't know how many times I have to hear RG three. <laughs> RG three run a fucking Heisman with his legs and his arm. Not saying he didn't, but he won a Heisman with his legs. Lamar Jackson. Won a Heisman as a dual threat quarterback. He didn't uh-huh. win it as a pocket passer. So why are you just now coming into the league talking about you know what? Can maybe he runs too much? Like, but can we acknowledge that these are two different games? What do you mean? College football is not NFL football. That is, no, I mean I, I agree. With I've that. seen I've seen RG three make the dumbest decisions in at Baylor. And because he's extremely fast, I'm not saying he's filled with dumb decisions. I'm just saying he's held on the ball too long, and he's made horrible throws. I've seen him make stupid decisions, but because he's 
super freaking fast that his legs bail him out. And I've seen if Andrew I'm a Luck. GM, and well, hold on. Oh. Am I if I'm a GM and I say, Sam, am I am I the pick you number one when I see that you made a horrible decision and then you ran out the pocket and ran 80 yards when in 80 yards of field you could get hit by any one of them players? Yeah, I've seen Andrew Luck make stupid decisions. You know what that led to? Pick six. Pick six. I'd rather my quarterback throw a pick six than be out for the whole year. I've seen Andrew Luck in college. This man threw a seven-interception game. I did not hear not one. In fact, I went back, actually, did the evaluation. I did not mm-hmm. see one evaluation saying uh, he can be a little uh, clumsy <laughs> with the ball. He can be a little a little iffy with, with ball placement. I didn't. All I heard was, like Jarrell said, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever come out of college. Um, he stayed an extra year. If he didn't, you know, he would have still went number one. I didn't hear not nothing about his decision-making. Might be a little off. No, I just heard, oh, well, you know. Yeah, he, he was God-given. Like, yeah, he was God-given. You, you don't meet this. I mean, but that's what college athletes, period. Because how many times have we seen players, who college basketball players, they go, man, that guy sh- might shoot too much. He might be like, I don't know, five for 20, but like he's got super-duper range. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just at certain points, you have to you draft on what can be and what you can coach and what you can teach. I can teach you not to throw a pick or teach you to throw less picks. I can't, sometimes you can't unteach someone's natural instincts. If I'm horrendously fast and my whole career in my life, my speed has bailed me out, it's hard for me to tell somebody, hey man, something that you've done your whole life that's worked, you shouldn't do that as much. But see, and and the thing is, it's also based on where you get drafted and look at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was looked at as a loose cannon. Like they was comparing him in college to freaking Jay Cutler Jay and Cutler. Johnny Manziel. Like that's, that's who Jay they compared Cutler's Patrick Mahomes to. Just, and I, I know Rob has a weird let's opinion. Let's never Jay disrespect Cutler. disrespect Jay Cutler and let's don't no don't do that. So they did that right, but the best thing that happened for him, he got a city year. He got a city here, sit sit one year to see what he should do, what he shouldn't do under while watching Alex. And now he's going to be one of the new faces of the league if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Mm-hmm. And they're grooming him like how, let's say the game that Aaron Rodgers has, and I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan, Jalen, if you didn't know. Oh, man. I... If he's a black quarterback, you wouldn't get that love. And now you're seeing a black quarterback in Patrick Mahomes get that love. So now you're starting to see like your mobility is is a valuable asset. As Patrick Mahomes have... ran a 4 8 40. Why do you keep yeah. talking about the 40? What 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 <laughs> what what quarterback is about to run a straight line dash, man? But like, see, that's the point. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you're not a natural runner, that I don't have to unteach you to run. Like, I don't have I mean, to tell I, you. I know don't Kyler run. Kyler ran it, but they didn't release his time yet because he was talking he might be able to run a 4 3. And that but would I'm, be crazy. It's too. not about but no, no, it's not about the 40 time. It's about the fact that. You're a runner. You run. If you, you run can a have the speed and not run. If you run a four four forty, nine times out of ten, you are a runner. That means you grew up running the ball. Like whether you got a cannon for arm or whatever. Natural instincts tell you when the pocket collapses, the law of self-preservation comes in and you do what? Do you throw it away or do you haul ass? You haul ass. But then, if it's a black quarterback 
is you you haul him. But if it's a white quarterback, oh, he's scrambling. Look at him buying time. It happens all the time. You want to go from Frank Tarkenton in the 70s to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers right Aaron now. Aaron Rodgers to RG3. You know the difference between them two running is? When, 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 RG3, when RG3 leaves the pocket, guess what he's looking? Straight to get who who do I need to dodge and how many yards I'm going to get. You know, you know what Aaron Rodgers is looking at? Who's down the field? And that's what Patrick Mahomes is doing. That's what I'm trying to because tell you. Because he's not a runner. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But if Patrick Kyler Mahomes does the same is, thing, then what? You can't bunch everybody. Kyler, Kyler Murray is 5'10". Oh, what? When he was scrambling in college, he was looking downfield. He was the reason the Oklahoma not, was keeping afloat. Like, here's the thing. Here's it, Like I said, any any type of like personal knock on the man is what – my only knock on the man is his size. That is my. I've seen him play. He's got game. Cool. We're not going to dispute that. But if I'm drafting a guy, touchdown to interception ratio cool. in college. I don't, a, I don't care about that. That's college. You Bro, got that seven wide come receivers on. out there. You scoring sixty points a game in college. You know I don't give a crap about the college game. I can't think it's stupid. I don't know how the hell you draft defensive players from college teams when I'm seeing sixty-five to fifty games. So don't even tell me about the dumbass college game. Okay? I don't care if you do forty-five touchdowns to two picks. Congratulations, my G. Okay, now once you get on the level of the big boys, is that 5'10 frame and you running that fast going to hold up to when a guy is in your life? It worked for Russ. Russell Wilson. Why? Because he's smart enough to know when to slide and to get out of bounds. Where's but RG3 it, at? Huh? No. But Kyle is in at? the mode of Russ. They play baseball. They know what they're doing. You know what? You know what this, this whole conversation has really just shown? And again, I thank you guys for coming on. But you know, this, this conversation has just shown that it's difficult. It's difficult to to understand the correlation between hip hop and sports. It's difficult to understand the correlation between how African Americans are viewed in, you know, coming into a profession. And and it's just difficult, man. It's difficult to really pinpoint because there's no stats that show something. There's no stats that show Okay, the reason why Homie wasn't drafted number one is because, you know, he's African American. Or because I think he's African American, um, I don't think he can understand the playbook. There's just no stats to show that. There's no stats to say because LeBron James AR'd uh two changes album, it scold more. Um, but <laughs> but but it's a healthy conversation. It is a healthy conversation to have. Um, I'm not about to keep all keep you know y'all much longer. I do I, again. I don't mean to cut it short, but I understand we all got you know y'all y'all got busy schedules. I do appreciate the One Thousand Jumpers podcast duo for coming on, man. It you know again they don't understand how how much their podcast has inspired me to do it. Um, I'm pretty sure they didn't know anything about me before this but i do appreciate it you know i see jarell doing his thing you know what's funny too about jarell rob is that uh <laughs> i don't think jarell has lo- ever listened to an album he didn't like uh that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'll be saying that's why we i'll be trying to do album reviews with this dude because he just it, like track one through ten fire, fire. 11 through 16 oh, are pretty man. good too this is the greatest oh this is such oh, bro, that was like I, I, I saw, I knew, Jer- I knew I couldn't, I couldn't trust Jarrell's opinion when he said uh, Solange had a solid album. I said, "Ain't no way in heaven or hell you understood what she was saying." No, and, I mean, and, no, that's no. beautiful music, though. No, it's Rob. I give Rob credit, and if you saw my tweet, 
I was like, yo, it's like a sexy jam session, like Rob said. Like, yeah, listen back on it. It's not, it's not the greatest I don't know the purpose album. of that album at all, but I mean, hey, she, you'd, cool. you'd be lying she if you can't imagine. play that. You she can play that. I can, I said, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> when I heard, I was like, what? Okay, get to the point. I'd be, be high too. Oh. What does that mean? <laughs> no, but man, again, man, I, it, it's for real. You guys are my third guests on the show. And I do appreciate so, you guys. You guys, you guys are doing your thing. The Thousand Jumpers is a great, great show uh, or podcast. I don't know what you want to call the show, but I do thank you guys for coming on, man. And it is definitely an honor. It is definitely a privilege, and I will definitely love to have you guys on anytime, man. I do appreciate it. All right, so where can we find you guys at, man? Man, uh, find us on a lot of platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Spotify. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Anywhere you can play a podcast. We're there. That is uh, one. Amazon, you can go on Ask Alexa. Yeah, you can do that too. Oh, shit. Oh, man, they're doing big things. They're on iHeart and Amazon. Oh, man. We we, we cool, man. Imagine a girl like, yo, play some 1,000 jumpers. And then, like, I just come on, yo, what's good, my? <laughs> like, yo, I'm just trying to spam a female audience. Again, I want to thank Jarrell and Bobby and the the cast of the 1000 Jumpers podcast for being on the Unpopular Podcast. It's always a blessing for people to be open to being on my plat- the platform that I've created for myself. Again, I'm going to put all their information in the description below. And I want to thank you guys for listening. So before we go, I usually do a game of the week. uh, Chronicle game that I think you should watch. And give suggestions on why I think you should watch it. But I'm not going to do that this week. You know, this is a sports podcast, and I like to keep it strictly to sports, but there are times when I get a little personal. Uh, hey, it's, it's my podcast. I do what I got to do. And yesterday, L.A. rapper Nipsey Hussle was shot and killed in front of his clothing shop. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. And I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Nipsey Hussle stan or anything, but I did enjoy Nipsey Hussle's music. You know, I'm not a religious person at all. I don't really do religion like that. I'm a very spiritual person. I take my relationship with God very seriously. And I tell people all the time, Whether they want to hear it or not, I don't care if you're living the most straightest life possible. I don't care if you're the grimiest person in the world. You should always be as close to God as possible. Because you never know when God pulls your card and calls you home. I don't know why God allows anything to happen in this world. But I do know that 
you should live every moment and enjoy every moment. Nipsey Hussle was a father. He was a family man. He was a rapper. He was a businessman. And above all that, he was a person. I don't know what, of course, I didn't know him personally. He was a rapper. I don't know what if he was doing things behind the scenes, like negative things. I don't know if he was doing illegal things. I don't know. I do know that whatever he was doing, nobody deserves to have their life taken. Taken. And now you're forcing his loved ones to have to pick up and rearrange pieces that they were never, they never agreed to deal the deal. Now someone's got to explain to his kids what happened. Now someone's got to explain to his loved ones why he ain't coming home. Again, this is a sports podcast, but this is my podcast. And I don't know if YouTube's going to clap this. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a moment of silence. And then I'm gonna play like I did with Mac Miller. I'm gonna play. I'm going to play an entire Nipsey Hussle song. If YouTube mutes the song, of course you can always find the podcast on multiple streaming services: iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, the works. But just know that I am playing an entire Nipsey Hussle song. Nipsey Hussle was, you know, it's crazy. You don't really get to see, and it's unfortunate, but you don't really get to see the fruits of your labor when you're alive. But he was able to. Again, he, from what I heard, he was a great father. And he was a great businessman. He was just different. I haven't heard one bad thing about Nipsey. Dead or alive. When he was dead or or now that unfortunately he is dead. Even when he was alive. So. Again this is the Unpopular Podcast. This is your boy Jalen. This is a sports podcast. But this is also my podcast. So I can talk about what I want to talk about. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. You will forever be loved, forever be listened to. You left a legacy that I don't think a lot of people can even think about leaving. And again, this moment of silence is for you. Much love. On my wallets, smoking with my stylus, custom German plates on all my cars, cause bitch, I'm ballin'. 
All them burning crosses was royalty regardless. Honestly, I'm honored just to represent the progress. Distant as I seem to you, I know what I mean to you. Martin Luther King Jr., hustle, let me drain through you. When I told my scheme to him, told me that I seem stupid. Empty engines need fueling, yeah, I was like my theme music. Now I keep them legs Cuban, money talk, I speak flowing. Everybody buying roadies, you can ask my team's Jonah. Life is but a dream to us, life is why they need music. Got them wrapped around the corner, looking like Supreme throwing. When you cook it right, the fans use it. Come take a look at life, how we view it. You gotta start off in a cheap Buick. And then book a flight and seat to it. That's first class, my first pass. It's big shit, nigga, like when birds pass. Seven grams, I got to a bird fast. And Brian Hurt's staff start busting on my church pass. DOA. You gon' be okay. So my granny used to say, but I ain't see a way. Sitting in the county jail, I pray I see today. Most successful nigga got an ass up on his face. Fuck the world. Fuck the world. They hate a young nigga that can fuck your girl. They hate a real nigga when he touch a meal. Hate you if you fake, but hate you more if you real.